So there I was, sitting by the campfire, wiping spilled coffee off of me and sniffing grumpshine candles. Yo, what's up everybody? This is J.J. Martinez. This is Big Jeff. And this is Beauty and the Beast Mode, episode number... 41, baby. A very special episode of Faces in the Crowd episode. We haven't done one of these in a while, like a legit Faces in the Crowd. We've had some people on here... Um, but I feel like those people weren't as important as the people that we have on today. Ha! I'd say not long ago, we had the wonderful Amanda Payne on for a Faces in the Crowd. But other than that, yeah, they're a bunch of nobodies. I mean, in general, I'm talking about the people that have just been on. Like the caterer Correct. and the professor. Like, they're not as important as the people that we have on today. They're normal characters that we have on daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the live studio audience. Correct. Okay. Um, I digress. I wasn't calling them out. I'm just saying. Yeah. It was a bit. It was a bit, guys. It was a bit. So we have with us today um, the owners of Grumpshine Candles. The creators of Grumpshine Candles. Please introduce yourself. Let me start by saying, before they introduce themselves, for those of you who might not know, these two people have amazing hearts and amazing beliefs, and just beautiful, beautiful overall personalities. So now, please introduce yourselves. And together they are Grump Shine Candles, changing the world one sniff at a time. That's not, that's not, look, that's not, it's not a tagline they're going to use. It's not. (laughs) Just so you know, I will volunteer my services for any voiceover work that you need. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Um, I think that'll be good for you. You can even, uh, you might even be able to dress up as the mascot. Chuck! We're going to talk about Chuck later on, guys. We're not going to get there just yet. You, you guys have a, some, simil- there's some similarities Within there. Within two minutes, I'm dressing up in a suit. <laughs> so uh, we felt, well, first of all, um, Jesse and John are wonderful friends to us. Um, but we also thought that it was important to have them on because I don't think that we've had anybody on uh, in any fashion that has been able to come on and talk about, like, legit entrepreneurship and the journey that it, it – and that it takes to start something and continue to do it, to open up a business, all of those things, right? And Jesse and John have embarked upon that journey um, over the past couple of years or so, right? Just under a year. Just under a year. And so uh, we, wanna, we want them to drop knowledge bombs on us. We want to hear their story. Uh, we want to hear about where they're going to go, um, what their aspirations are. And um, we, want, we want you guys to pay, pay close attention and, and listen up for those knowledge bombs because we know that uh, they're going to provide a lot of great insight for a lot of young entrepreneurs out there. Absolutely. You know, we'll talk about, uh, you know, the idea. Where did the idea start? Where did it come from? You know, and uh, were there bumps along the way? Were there fears along the way? Were there just like, oh, my gosh, this is reality and we're doing it, you know, kind of just from the beginning, uh, how you guys started and take us through the steps. Yeah. So 
Jesse and John. Um, let's start there. Uh, Jesse and John, how you two came to be. Oh, an honor, man. We ain't that big yet, but thank you, man. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Have you guys ever been, like, interviewed for anything before? Yeah, because this is going to be like an hour-long discussion. Yeah, no, we provide any, I mean, there's been questions from, from different, um, you know, media things just about, but it's all written. Not yeah. It's like an actual conversation. Yeah, so they might change some words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? On this episode, uh, low budget, um, we don't change anything at all. Nope. <laughs> we don't change anything at all. What you hear is what you get. Exactly, exactly. Um, but you know, honestly, like we speak from the heart, um, and we go wherever it takes us. So feel free to share your passion as you're talking about anything that it is that you're talking about. Um, Yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, I've been, I've been to some of. Uh, are they tra- what are they? Are they trade shows where you would set up your booths and? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like different. I've been to maybe one, one time for sure. I know, but maybe once or twice. I've been to uh, that kind of environment where everything is just so authentic. Everybody's super inspirational. Everybody's a creator. Um, and it's really inspiring. And you guys are right in the mix of that here in Jacksonville. And, it's, and like, there are a lot of young people that, that I saw that were there that are creating all of these things. And so to your point about the authenticity, it, it's just when I was there in that environment, it was amazing to be a part of. And I was like, damn, I need to make something. <laughs> Different sort of reactions to stuff, but you 
do still need that, either other creators or people who tell you I've been through that and have gotten to the other side and you know, this, you just gotta learn that that's all part of it and then you gotta have this set of customers and people who, you know, slowly but surely turn into your evangelists um, for the brand and then you're not doing all the work alone. I'm a firm believer in karma. So I believe if you put out the goodness, that the goodness will come back to you. Um, but so let's go back. So you were mentioning the shows and stuff. How did the whole business come about? Like who was like, hey, let's start making candles. And how did that whole process go? Whoop whoop! What, what are the plan? What are the plans for that? Do you have big plans? Because you guys travel a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Uh, hey, that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so when you went to Vermont, did you get your, what's your favorite flavor of Ben and Jerry's? That's cool. Actual, actual Yeah, yeah, I bet. I don't know. I hadn't seen this one before, and I don't know if it is a, one of those or not, but it's it's called like PB. Yeah, you had me a PB. You had me a PB. Yeah. It's like basically chocolate ice cream, but it's like peanut butter and cookie dough and like chocolate and something else, but it's awesome. Did you leave there with any inspiration for candle scents or? Can't 
basically affect or tamper with these other things and they're producing in these different plants all over the new end over the course of, of the tour and stuff but they even when they make it in their like europe plants and stuff like that it's still sourced from like however many hundred farms around that factory mm -hmm. everything is local even if it's not here right it's local to wherever it's happening and so tastes are a little bit different because it's milk and what they're eating and everything is a little bit different but so let, let's backtrack then. I didn't mean to go down to Ben and Jerry's Moo Moo train or... Do they have some culture? Anyway. Well, ice cream in general? I mean, like I said, he had me a peanut butter chocolate, man. Well, do you do... Do you like Ben and Jerry's? Do you have a favorite flavor from them? Anything that has peanut butter and chocolate in it. <laughs> but, I mean, like I can hear kind of the the entrepreneurs coming out of you when you're when you're telling the story of Ben and Jerry, right? So back to Jeff's question about how you guys how this thing got kicked off. So um as I was saying, we've been together for about three years. When we've been together, I mean how many months did you get together? Um, maybe maybe less than a year, maybe a year. For my birthday, so we love candles and we've always loved candles even when we first started dating go to like these home supply stores, you know, um, and we would go sit in their comfy couches that they had set out and we would go get like 20 candles and each of us would take turns shutting our eyes and holding the candle up to the other person's nose to smell. And it was blind. So we'd say, do you like, <laughs> I know we looked insane. We were like, do you like one or two? Two. Okay, do you like two or three? Two. Okay, two or four? Four. Okay, four. And we'd do that. We'd be there for hours. Um, but we would end up walking out of there with like maybe three candles that we both could agree upon we love. Which, you know, it's hard to find scents that you both can agree upon. And then the store owners would be like, do you guys want any furniture? So, you know, we both love candles. So for my birthday, when we'd been dating maybe a year or so, John just bought me a candle making kit. It was a really sweet gift. And, and it's sad. Sat on the fridge for like three or four months. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, why am I buying candles? I can go buy. Or why am I making them? I can go buy them for five bucks. Right. Know? But when we finally did make it, we loved it. We loved the process. It is. There's so much chemistry. It's. It's such a creative process too. And I started doing more research into candles and candle making. And of course, the more research you do into anything, you learn mm -hmm. it's going to kill you. So of course, soy wax. We found you know a lot of negative things with that. Um, we found with fragrance oils, negative things with that. So we kind of started talking and we were like, well, I wonder if we could make a better candle. And a lot of the candles that we saw that were maybe environmentally better or, um, you know, ethically better didn't always smell that great. You know, they were really light or kind of, you know, just not the scents that we would be gravitating towards. So our goal was to make an ethically sound candle, you know, ethically sourced, great ingredients, um, that was better for people's homes and the environment, but that also smelled really good and was strong. So we started doing that. Yeah, and I, I don't know if at first, even at that time, whether it was completely a commercial yeah. thing. I mean, I think we learned that it wasn't super duper difficult um, to just the process itself of making a candle. But I think it is a you know, I think it is a great example of something that's like almost equal parts science and art because it's you know everything about something subjective some degree like a scent or like the whatever a scent conjures in your each individual is sure it smells like grapefruit but what does that mean to 
country or of a certain age, um, and a hundred other different ways that you could apply that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we did do a good amount of research, uh, just understanding, you know, most of the candles that we had that we purchased from department stores and stuff were paraffin. You know, most of them are petroleum products. Um, and there was a good education. Actually, even in, I think, that candle making kit, there's some, you know, some literature about a little bit about some of that. But, you know, at the time, you don't really, you don't know what you don't know. So um, we learned a lot. And when we realized we could make a candle that smelled good and that, you know, had great ingredients. Like, we've got something. Yeah, we were like, yeah. we've got something. <laughs> and I think also what I love about Grumshine, um, and I don't know where this came from, just in my core feeling like branding is so important you present it and we're such a visual um, world right now you know with Instagram and you know social media all the you know um, tips of the different ways that a company could be great but if they're not presenting themselves if people aren't loving the packaging if they're not drawn to it and I will say that I think what kind of took us to the next level with these candles is the branding and the artwork on them which I'll give a shout out to John he is so talented and he hand draws all of the artwork on them, and then we have a friend, I mean, that's the thing, people have helped us out. So mm -hmm. one of his friends who is so wonderful and generous has helped us put the labels all together and deals with all of our edits and you know all of our feedback, and he's so talented. His name's Luke, which actually John's going to his bachelor party tomorrow, so congratulations. Nice, oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> For the record, he's generous when we do plans. <laughs> 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 yes, but maybe not as much as he does sometimes, but anyways, um, so he, that's the branding of Drumshine, too, is I think people are drawn to because it's while they're ethical candles, we also, um, like our, our tagline is um, candles made with intention and imagination. So it's whimsical, the names are fun, we, it's just, we don't take ourselves too seriously, even though it's a serious product and that, you know, we do try to source things, you know, responsibly and, and make them responsibly, but it really is just fun, a fun brand that we love creating. Well, it's funny because, and we'll get into it later about what you were just saying about the packaging and everything, but I felt bad because one day... I saw Jonathan at the gas station, and I had just received my order that I had put in, and I got two candles, and I must have spoken to him for like 20 minutes. Here it is like he's on break, <laughs> and for 20 minutes I'm talking his ear off about, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe this and couldn't believe that. So, I mean, as a customer, you know, I – and. I've been a candle lover my whole life for years, but to actually get into knowing what you guys are about, what you stand for, the packaging, the personalized, you know, I said I couldn't believe that, and maybe I shouldn't say this, I don't know how long it could go on for, but the personalized message that you wrote in the candle, you know, like it truly was an experience just opening the package, you know? So I was just truly amazed being a candle lover for so long, like just that you put so much thought and creativity into the product that you made. Mm -hmm. how accompanied it is, so we, we try to do that, you know, when we're thinking of who's our target customer. 
similar, and it's, it's amazing because you said, you know, you love candles. Nobody does not love candles. If you don't, you're a psychopath. Like, nobody has ever come to us and said, eh, I'm okay with candles. Everybody is like, I love them. Right. Know? So it's also kind of knowing that audience and knowing, um, you know, where your part It's also one of the things where it's like, you know, people have all sorts of different interests, but if the, the world of people who like candles is the weirdest, like, Venn diagram of overlapping groups, mm-hmm. there are Start off, you can't make a hundred different candles, so you've got to create some things that are going to appeal to a lot of different people. But you start to understand where you fall in that world of, of people. Even though you love candles, obviously we still have our personal preferences. But um, you just got to, you know, there is no best scent. There's no, you know, there's popular scents. There's what best sellers. There's there's best sellers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, even even in terms of our candles, I mean. Top sellers, there's three or four that are pretty damn close mm-hmm. to each other. So, you know, there's, there's kind of one which I will not name, which does not sell that well, but that's one of our favorites. It's got an inventory for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys, you were talking about you can't have a million cents and stuff like that. So you guys have six candles that that you sell. So, Bold City, Tired Alchemist, Riled Bear. The Nimble Sprout, The Forgotten, and The Nomad, which, how did you even come up with these names? Because they're awesome. Like, where we had such different ideas about it that at first it was like, here's, 
we had we had basically little like colored swatches that we printed out and then just arranged them together and we're like, well, how many do we want? Here's six. Okay, well, let's just do three. And then it was like, all right, maybe it's black and white, but just with one splash of color or something like mm -hmm. that. And uh, seriously, that was that was probably one of the most heated meetings because we have official meetings at home where we shake each other's hands. And we're just <laughs> right, right. Because you got to set aside specific time, otherwise it just doesn't happen. Um, yeah. But just landing on, I mean, that's what I feel good about as one sort of artistic aspect of the candles is the fact that, you know, I've heard from a lot of different customers and people that basically are how we were kind of able to pull off having an interesting kind of arrangement and um, take iconography from different sort of, you know, whatever we're trying to depict based on the name. So it's not, it, it looks like it's a simple thing because it's just black and white and it's just line drawing, but it still manages to be this sort of interesting visual of many different things going on, but it's not really busy, really. You know what I mean? It's not, for how much is on there, it's not, you know, it's not this cluttered image that you have trouble picking apart or understanding. So I just, I just, I feel like we spent a lot of time on it and just from hearing from what people had to say, it just feels good, at, you know, kind of validating that we took a lot of time, went through a lot of different iterations of it, and I think got, got to where we wanted to be. Yeah. To answer your question, so the, <laughs> the, um, the names is a painstaking process for those too, so we'll maybe throw up 20 names from each of us that were like, you know, maybe this candle with grapefruit and bergamot should be this, and we go back and forth, and, you know, inevitably one of us loves the name and the other one hates it, and so we scrap it, and it's, you know, when you're in a partnership, we want to make sure that both of us have our voices heard because that's the product that we have the most integrity in and that sort sure. of thing. So um, Bold City, you know, just to kind of highlight a few, that's Jacksonville's nickname. That one made a lot of sense. It's orange, honeysuckle, sea salt. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, my hometown and um, not John's, but he's gotten behind it, at least for the time being. Um, <laughs> and then just a sweet little story about the Riles Bear. My nephew's name is Riley, and we always call him Riley Bear. And that's been his nickname, and he is the most creative sweet, intelligent, sensitive kid you will ever meet. And so for Christmas last year, this was kind of a gift to him was we're going to name this candle after you. And That's awesome. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, if anybody has any great names for candles or ideas, we're always open here. You guys, you well, no, I, well, I mean, I wasn't going to give you names, but I was going to put you on the spot and say if you had to come up with a candle for uh, myself or Jeff, like what would the name be? <laughs> I think the juxtaposition of you two in, in opposites in so many ways so something about like I don't even know balance or just like opposite imagery mm. you know I find Jeff to be a little more you know quiet and reserved and you're a little bit more mm. out there you mm. know I, I don't know I just think that we could do a really great play and that's what Grumpstein even the name which you know, we yeah, talked yeah. about too sure. it's two opposite kind of things and so we love that imagery that you know, idea that there's just, you need, you, there's room for both of those mm -hmm. different, um, there's room for both different sides in this world, yeah. and it's important to have both different sides, so I think something with that. Do you have anything? No, I think that's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> that was I good. Think, nice. Uh, I mean, it, that's probably... That's, that's the best yeah, no, I love the way that that just speaks to, like, the creative process, right? Like, you just took people behind the scenes of how you guys have this conversation around how you name your candles and how you come up with the labels and everything. So 
I mean, I love the way that you explain that, you know. Um, by the end of this, I'm sure she'll have something in her head for us. Like, it's going to keep going. It's going to keep going until the end. She's like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> but um, so you guys take on this journey. You decide that you want to. When was it that? How long ago did you actually jump in? When did you when did you make your first sell or sale, right? And and then when did you say, okay, like we are all in right now? Can I ask just say something yeah, real yeah, quick? You can take my question away. So well I I wanted to say something before, but I didn't want to interrupt you. So I'll just take over right now. But I no, I just want to say to everyone listening, like we were Jess and John were very descriptive, talking about the candles and uh, the artwork and everything else. So I just want to let everybody know to go to www.grumshine.com and check out what we're talking about. Uh, just, just what you were saying, like, I think that the black and white is just absolutely amazing. It makes it feel that much almost like earthier and pure and natural and like... I, I just love it. And I love, from the sound of it, are you guys coming up with the name and then coming up with the artwork? Yeah, is that what it is? It, it's, I think, I mean, it's, I don't know that we have, like, um, you know, there's a general process. A lot of it is kind of um, coming up with different interesting directions where we could go with things. So if there's, you know, if there's a predominant, if there's a predominant sense um, that we're saying we really wanted, like, you know, in this last one with the Nomad, we were like, you know, the people demand that <laughs> there be a, you know, we know that, that tobacco vanilla is a popular scent, and we had done a, we'd gone on a trip to Iceland, and while we were sort of working on that scent, there's a, a popular company over there that does, you know, I don't know what the corollary would be here in the U.S., but it's basically like kind of home good type stuff, um, but just you know, uh, a little higher end potentially, but it's 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 a scent that they burn in their stores. That's just strong and it's wonderful and it you know Iceland's already kind of earthy in the sense. I mean, it's all kind of um, pretty you know the geography and everything permeates just the lifestyle and the way that people you know it's it's a very um, you know they're they're pretty progressive area. Um, a lot of it just for because there's no other options because you're on an island secluded off the coast but um, I think some of coming back from that we had realized you know we weren't again we weren't really tobacco vanilla people um, but that we needed to do something like that and when you smell it and when you see what it can be um, I, I honestly I, you know that's one of my favorite scents now after we went through that and then tested all of these different combinations in our testing process we could talk to you more more about once we've actually said all right these are the three cents we want now we need to figure out the percentages and the combinations within that and it's not as simple as just saying you know I want to combine these two it's like you know some of the, one of these could be overpowering so you only only 10% of the fragrance load has to be this one scent um, because just by its properties it's just very strong thing that's overpowering so you got to dial it back or it's earthy and you got to balance it with sweetness or you got to do mm. the other so it's, it's you know there's there's uh 
analogies to cooking or analogies to other types right. of things where you're, you're that's, that's what I'm saying, it's the art and science. But that's it's awesome. It's a fun process. It's a very fun process. And the artwork, too, you know, back to your question, it's, it's every part of the candle is that intentionality, and it is, we both have to agree on it, and, you know, we'll both come up with imagery and things that we think should be on it to keep that imagination and intention going. That's awesome. So go to www.grumpshine.com, and I'll ask Gabe to ask his question again since I was rude. <laughs> Bro, listen, I forgot that shit already. Um, but I, I will, yes, yes. But I will say that, like, as you were talking about the art, and, like, f- the art is fascinating, and I was like, man, I legit want to get, like, pictures of the artwork, right? Obviously, I want to get the candles, too. But I want to get pictures of the artwork too. So, um, and I think we've talked about that before, just how amazing it is. Um, but that is something that we, yeah, he's very talented. That we um, actually just added those to our website, the prints. The prints. Because we were getting great feedback about that. So, um, and as, especially some of the markets we would go to and stuff. So, um, Jonathan, you know, we have the prints up, and then he also can sometimes do custom artwork and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, Hmm. A grip and stuff like that, which is what I'm used to doing, and it's fun. Um, and then there's, you know, we have a lot of animals and different types of uh, vegetation and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's fun to just have that mix of, of different things to draw. And it's, you know, I, I really appreciate, if nothing else, candles aside, being able to get in and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's evidence on the artwork, bro. Like, it's just, it it seems like it, it fits the candle. Like, it fits your personality. Like, it's kind of, it it really encompasses Grumpshine. Um, so we talked a lot about the candle itself and the candle making. Let's talk about the business side, right? So when you guys decided, hey, we want to go all in on this, and what your first sale was like, sale, sale, what that was like, and how you've grown over the past year, kind of what that journey has been. And I, I love what you said about Luke helping out, right? Like helping out with the labels and tapping into people that are right next to you to help you along in the journey because a lot of times people are like reaching up and saying, hey, help me, help me. But a lot of times if we just look to our left or our right, there are other creators and people do, that are so innovative doing things that can lean in and really help us like 
build our brands and build the things that we want to do. So I love that you brought that up. Shout out, <laughs> and they were having out like a holiday fest kind of for their patients. And they invited us to kind of set up shop and have our candles there. December 15th. There we go. And first sale. Nice. First, nice. And we had a hilarious, first of all, we're like trying to walk in with this rack. The rack breaks as we're walking it in, you know. So we're like, oh, damn it. Um, you know, and then we're there, and my niece and nephews are running around and bumping into the candles, and we're, you know, trying to, you know, mitigate that. and our first sale was my, so John and I also have a, a nine-to-five, um, was one of my, my lovely coworker Leslie, who came in, I didn't know she was going to come, and she came and bought a candle, and I remember I just wanted to cry, because it was, you know, she might have been my friend, she might have been doing it because she was my friend, but mm-hmm. it, just to actually have that transaction um, was so wonderful, and, you know, then we, we sold a good amount of candles that night, we talked to a lady whose son has um, a soy allergy, so she was so excited to find a coconut candle, and she said it, it works in her house, whereas when she tries other candles that are soy, her you know, has a, has a reaction. We got great feedback from that. And then we had a couple other kind of events in the holiday season. Um, but again, yeah, I cannot, cannot emphasize enough the amount of people that kind of just went above and beyond to do something kind for us and help us out. All we were, our, our work was, we had so many customers from there that was incredible. You know, and just people that bought holiday gifts, that bought birthday presents, and you know, just, just having that community of I remember buying a candle for Christmas for my I bought one for my mom for my sister and they've always been candle people right but my like this was legit I promise you my mom's favorite candle aside from like all the Jesus candles that she has around like this was I promise you like beyond like she was so excited like even the smell in, in the bag itself right and opening it up and being like she was really wild by that yeah I personally need 
to have a mix of that in just to keep connecting personally to customers and I, I love telling customers about the product. You know. I will say though our second event we ever did um, was an awesome event at a venue downtown and we were setting up our table and all the other makers are there and they're setting up their tables. Not regular. This is a regular occurrence but I brought like 12 candles. Oh. They made this loud sound. Everybody looks at me and I'm like on the concrete floor where it's just like blue <laughs> oh. you know so it's like that I think too and I so I, it's so great sometimes having a business partner and somebody who balances you know you have balancing strengths and weaknesses because it, it takes a lot to fluster him whereas I may be a little bit more reactionary so um, you know that happens that kind of stuff happens all the time and you just kind of have to roll with it and just gotta hug it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of hugging it out it's not the end of the world we're gonna be okay <laughs> That's funny. And actually, even there, we had people around us a few minutes later come up and say, like, how they felt bad and what could they do and here's a broom and, you know. Nice. Right there. Yeah. So with a business and a company and a product that you guys have, there's marketing and all this other stuff. So we had mentioned on our last podcast that um, how, let's say, so I'm 46, let's say my generation, the younger generation, and I think generations to come after, look at buying products a different way. So, you know, like we had Cody on who says that he, as he put it, legit buys products <laughs> that uh, have causes that they're interested in or like you guys, oh boy. Like you guys, how you, um, it's all natural products and, and biodegradable stuff and reusable glasses and, and all these different things and uh, ingredients that are healthier for you and your house and everything that in the past, I think like my parents and their parents, like they didn't care, you know, they're buying lead paint and like all these different things and do you guys have like a marketing strategy that obviously on your website you'd go into all the good and in your packaging and but is there like I don't know is there a certain way that you're like hey generation that cares about stuff this is us like how do you target or like what's your marketing plan One thousand, one thousand, one thousand.
want to say yes to everything, and there are some people who make that argument, and that you know works for them, and that makes sense. But when we say yes to everything, we end up sometimes biting off more than we can chew, and then we're overwhelmed. So for us, I think it's a good barometer of is this something that we need to say yes to, or is it something that we need to kind of you know have a root boundary on? Yeah, and I think um, just to add to that, I mean, when I did run into you, Jeff, before you had officially come back and everything, um, you know, I part of me thinks that we're in a little bit of a golden age of. Um, I mean, so I went to school for economics, so a lot of it is supply demand is what makes people buy things. going into your body, it's still, it's for your own good, health-wise, and for everything that um, that you would kind of say, all right, maybe I'm going to compromise my buying decisions in these areas because it's not as important or there's no risk, but in this area, I'm not going to do that. And I will say that's one of the things, like, I exercise, I eat organic food, I put, make sure my face cream is organic, all this stuff, and then I wasn't thinking about what I'm using in my home, and the cleaning products, and the mm-hmm. candles I'm burning, and the, you know, all of that, so there is this especially in Jacksonville, I mean, I love this city, and I think that there is a huge, you know, this movement of people who care about things, and they care about supporting local, and they care about, um, you know, handcrafting and intention, and I, I just, we're so happy to be part of this community in particular, because I think it, I think some other places, this is kind of old news for them, and they're, you know, they've been doing it for a while, I think Jacksonville, it's, we're kind of in the thick of it, as John said, it's pretty wonderful to be part of. It's a beautiful thing, yeah. <laughs> um, do you ship internationally? Ooh, good question. Not yet. But, okay. Um, You're not opposed to it. It's, yeah. Uh, honestly, the biggest thing about it is the fact that it's uh, coconut wax oh. at certain temperatures will melt, and then having the glass vessels. Um, you know, early on, if we get through some of the stumbles <laughs> over the course of grunt time, um, you got to learn how to package. 
stuff like that that can shatter and break. And gotcha. Ugh. You gotta tell Damn. your friends that don't. If I shipped you a candle and it broke, be honest and tell me it broke. Don't have a big heart and tell me. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so you mentioned, both of you mentioned impacting people and supporting people, and, and part of what you guys are doing uh, is supporting StoryCorps, mm-hmm. right? Can you tell us a little bit, bit about them and uh, why you chose to support them and, and how you support them? I, I love the, the sense of integrity that's behind that, right? So when you talk about Grumshine, you talk about intentionality, you talk about uh, what you put into your candles and what you don't put into your candles and the products that you use in your home, like it all makes sense, right? So along with that, understanding that in the space that you're in as young business owners and you, the way that you uh, talk about Grumshine, like it's also, there's also responsibility there to give back, right? So I, I love that you guys have folded that in um, to your, and that eventually it's gonna be a much 
like what you're able to contribute is going to be so much more grand than what you can right now starting out you know Really? Yeah. Uh huh. That's fascinating. I I mean I love that you are well for them they're like oh shit, like, this is, this is a real thing? Like, people are paying attention? And you're like, yeah, we're paying attention and we're going to continue to pay attention. And we're not only going to pay attention to you, but as we continue to grow, we're going to find somebody else that we can continue to give back to. Um, I want to know what were some key insights that you got from people when you were starting out that you actually applied and came to fruition? And then having gone through this process... What are some things that you've learned that you would pass along to new entrepreneurs? Well, I mean, I have been doing this for 41 episodes. So to say it one more time, one that allows you to be creative. Three hobbies you love, uh -huh. one that makes you money, uh -huh. one that allows you to be creative, and one that keeps you fit. Okay. And I, I just, it always impacted me because if you're not looking forward to working out, you're never going to do it. So I say I have something I, you know, keeps me fit that I enjoy actually doing. Um, I have a job that makes me money that I would do even if I didn't get paid in my nine to five. I love it. Mm -hmm. And then on the creative aspect, I was finding that that was kind of lacking in my life, and there was almost this void of. I'm sorry, but we say that all the time. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding.
could have done better, or know that you could have changed something, or know that you're not completely happy with something, and then put it out to the world. Because you, I, I swear to God, you will think about it all the time. And that speaks to the integrity, right? Mm-hmm. The integrity of the product, the integrity of who you guys are and what you represent. Um, I got my quote, too. Yeah, yeah, spit the quote, spit the quote. We were talking about passion and, and, you know, we were talking about passion being stalled and, and is it just liking to do something or is it a true passion? And, and I mean, there's just passion flowing from you guys here. I, I really like that doing it does it because it's like, and I, I don't know where, but it's like, just keep going. Just keep producing just keep showing up and eventually like it's gonna happen something's gonna happen yeah so I I like that um and talking about like putting out a product that um maybe wasn't necessarily the best and tying it back to Ben and Jerry's do you guys have any grump shine candles in the grump shine graveyard yet <laughs> but it smelled great. Yeah, our initial wicks, which we were trying to have eco-friendly wicks, smoked like crazy. And I will say that we still tell people to trim their candles when you yep. before you light it, which everybody seems so baffled by that. And I'm like, you know, it, maybe we didn't know that either. Yeah. But, you know. So, and that's the other part is understanding. Um, you know, we didn't always know best practices for everything. So, mm-hmm. you know. Part of it is we learn what we learn, and so we can post up and whatever, but it's, you know, I think part of it is trying to, to, to be ambassadors for candles, ambassadors for what we use for coconut wax, understanding there are different types of wicks. I mean, wicks was another thing that almost brought oh the whole God. company down. I mean, we have intense moments. We, had, we have a film, actually, that you took on your phone of, of us with, like, three different candles using three different wicks using the one that we, we used it because it was the most eco-friendly. It was literally an eco-something wick, like eco-stick. It is the most difficult wick to have burn properly. And so we just, just the number, I, I, that's why I'm curious when I say like you will, you will have dreams about bad experiences with wicks or whatever it is for if you're any type of entrepreneur of whatever your product is and whatever horror story you can think of of your customer you thinking you please your customer they go away they go you can't control anything anymore they're doing things on their own and then it's out of your hands and whatever that results in if it's is you know if it's a bad experience or it's a negative review or it's just 
not a sale ever again. I mean, there's that story can end in a lot of different ways, but it doesn't end in it was awesome. I bought one for my mom or my sister or myself, or I gave them out as gifts. Um, then we haven't done a good job. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just for one candle though, that's legitimately in the graveyard. We had we had one candle that was it's like it's the the it was like a sea moss scent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've talked about the candle making. We've talked about kind of what's happening in the business now. How do you stay inspired? How, how do you stay inspired to continue to, to make the best product and put the best product out there, um, to continue to connect with the people, to continue to build this community of young entrepreneurs in, in Jacksonville, um, how do you stay inspired? What what motivates you every single day? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I, I think some of it you can't really claim responsibility for. John and I were raised in very different families, but incredible families nonetheless. And mine is a chaotic, loud, you know, family, Italian family, and John's maybe more reserved and Midwestern family, and but they both instilled in us a lot of drive and passion. And, you know, that's kind of hard to say that as advice because some people, you know, depending on your belief system, your family duration, you know, you don't always have that intrinsically that I think we were kind of given. And I, I honestly think, I don't know, for me though, it's, it's that, that gratitude piece of never taking anything for granted. So even, and I'm not, you know, my family's not perfect and we did have some struggles and we did have, you know, some issues along the way, but it's being grateful for all the lessons that we learned through that, I think. And being grateful for each other as a business you know, duo and, and getting those things out of each other. I think the gratitude that we even had one candle sale motivates me because it means so much. And if you really take life from that perspective of nothing is a given, nothing is entitled to us, nothing is owed to us. It is all just this wonderful gift, the good and the bad when you look back. I think it does motivate you to continue to live in that life and continue to trying to have these experiences that are just so rich and wonderful and the interactions with people and that sort of thing. Did I go too deep there? No, no, no. I was deep deep into that thought. I was deep into that thought, but it, for me, as I was listening, like, because sometimes, like, you got, like, as a comedian, I'm like, man, like, who am I doing this for, right? And so as you were talking about that, I was like, you know, it's like, it's the laughter. It's the people that, say hey man you're funny or like this is a great show and everything and so sometimes like i go back and forth like am i doing this for me is this selfish because like i need to be getting this out or is it because like that that vibration and that energy in the room when people are connecting and people are just listening and people are laughing and so that's where it took me when you were talking about all of that so that's why i was like deep into it because i was like man she i was like she legit is like 
changing my mind frame around the way that I do some things right now and the way that I think about like comedy. So I was I was there with you. I was deep in that thought with you. I was on that wave. Nothing is completely set in stone, but we definitely have a few ideas about what the next candles are going to be. And if we want to drop something exclusive, we potentially can, but they're not. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> still kind of general guideline stuff, but I mean, I think we're we're looking at some bird imagery of some kind. We're looking at some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there goes one. Um, So earlier you were talking about how, you know, you, you learn as you learn, you know, through some missteps or, or just figuring out stuff because you had no thing of this is how you do this and this is how you do that. As creators, where you're making something and it's so personal and you're putting it out into the world, what goes through your mind when you have those victories when okay, maybe this isn't working, but then when it does work, like, 
just explain that feeling. I will say in the Jones Connect, we both talked about it a little bit, that some of those tense points or those lowest of the lows where we were, you know, disagreeing on something or we just could not see our way through it. I think all of those have made us communicate better with each other, have made us create a better product. You know, it's, again, being so different and a partner that's different or even a partner that's similar and has different ideas I think going through those dark bumps that we have been through and the things the times we realize we literally cannot figure this out um, has made those wins just so much sweeter because you know it, it, maybe it's cliche but you know the dark times you, you really appreciate the light more but I'm so glad I would not take back any of those as painful and as much money as we wasted you know break, having candles break in transit we needed that to happen so that we, you know, will package them better and still use biodegradable materials, but we've got to figure out a way. And an example is that I, a long time ago, I, um, I mentioned to John, you know, coconut wax will melt if you leave it in the sun or leave it in a hot place. A couple don't, of like, don't start a candle company in Jacksonville. <laughs> 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 Which is tough. But, um, You're not grump shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of those. You ain't us, bro. You ain't us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I would just also say, um, you know, like I said, you know, one of it's, it's funny, like, I think starting off, you have the initial novelty kind of fuel, fueling everything, and it's just this exciting new venture, and um, you don't really think all that much about what if it doesn't go right, and what if people don't respond to it. And just to take the example of one of, one of the scents that was our favorite, um, that we were convinced would be the best, mm. and everyone would love, um, is by, by far the least selling candle. Mm. And so that you could think of as, I mean, I, I could think of a dozen conversations or you know interactions we've had at home that are just like, what the hell? Why, what is going on? Why? Are we so weird? Like, are we? Are we? Did we? Did, did we not realize we're on this like end of the spectrum where the where we're the weird people who like this scent and, and we don't have any? Then it's like, do we even know what people want? So at so just to build on that, at what point do you say when? Right? Because we can get we can get attached to our work. So how do you know when you're like maybe we love this? but maybe we have to go in a different direction. I think from personal experience, the companies I always go back to, the best companies, the best nonprofits are the ones that are fluid and that are innovative and are willing to not take it so personally. So I, I think that kind of helped us to remove ourselves a bit that, you know, we realize we're coming from our, our perspective, our limited perspective, and there's so much respect and honor we give other people's perspective that you know almost trumps our own and it kind of takes that sensitivity away from it. Now if nobody liked any of our candles, I think I'd probably So that was gonna I was gonna right. clarify, are you talking like in our business like a candle to just say, hey this one yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Or do you mean like the whole venture? No, no, I was talking about the whole venture. I was talking about one candle. There's no way Grump, Grump Shine is around. Good, bro. I was gonna say, the next question was going to be, how do you dominate the candle industry, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know, people will strike out on something. If you don't have something where you've got variety of products, you know, if it's comedy or if it's other things, if, it's, if you're not getting, like, Which you know. Which I struck out a lot of them. So that's what, yeah. you can change up the theory, you can do other yeah. stuff. So, but there are some people where it's like, you know, you, that's, the catalog, you, that's your product. And I, if I had to change everything, I just want to say I love how when I said I've struck out on comedy a lot and Jesse was like yeah yeah (laughs) 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 so right now where like what's the game plan for Grumshine, where do you see yourself? How do you strengthen your brand even more and get it more out there? And, and kind of like Jason was saying, like get your foot and start dominating the industry. Like, and what are your plans? Do you want to just do it as like a side gig or do you want to build it and grow and, and make it more? I was I was going to say, you know, like, because we have nine to fives and it's interesting, like, in this environment that we are, like, we can sell, like, we can tap into Instagram. We can use all these different platforms to start another business. So we have our nine to fives, but, like, we can legit go home and, if we're super passionate about it, continue to work on something else. Like, and I love the, I love the way that you guys are using the platforms. You know, um, uh. um, I would also just say that working a full day and coming home and doing that between the creative work, which is its own kind of mental work, but the physical side of it because we're manufacturing something, mm-hmm. mm. most of the time sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the time, that's the last thing you want to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So John's nickname growing up was Grumpy Gus. And if you meet him, he is the sweetest person, but not before about 11 o'clock in the morning. He needs to have coffee. He needs to greet the day in his own way. It is, it is it's pretty bad. So when we were coming up with a name, again, we wanted the juxtaposition of people, all different types of people. And, you know, there's that song, You Are My Sunshine, My Only Sunshine, which I love from being a kid. Well, in the mornings, I can't really say that, so it would be You Are My Grump Shine. And the name really stuck. And I think part of the advice I would also give people is if you are going to have a partner, have complimentary mm. traits. Because John does need time after work. I could go all the time. And I think I'd probably get that from my dad, who's just such a wonderful, motivated, ambitious guy. And I'm sure John's parents are too. But my dad does have that kind of type A personality. He gets things done. He can go, you know, just, he doesn't ever need to rest. So in that way, too, I think we balance each other out where when John comes home and needs some quiet time, okay, I'm going to take over right now. And then on the weekends when maybe I need a little alone time, downtime, John's ready to kind of step up. So it's that, everything's about balance and it's about, you know, the fluidity. And again, just depending, it depends on the type of work that you have to do. So yeah. if I'm doing artwork, I'm not good at doing artwork on, like on demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it will, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote a yeah I wrote a sticky note the other day, and I might I probably heard it somewhere, but it said uh, spirit dictates when I write, right? So like that that creative piece, like it just doesn't happen. You turn the switch on, and all of a sudden, oh, I'm I'm creating. So I totally get get that perspective. Um, so I mean, there's so much to unpack. I want to ask a couple of questions um, before we probably get let you guys get going because we know you got uh, dinner plans and whatnot. Um, but I want to ask about Chuck. Uh, yeah. I want to ask about Chuck, and then I also want to, I want you to think about. Um, so while somebody's talk, thinking about Chuck, I want you to think about if you could send one candle to anybody, who would you send it to, and why? Um, So, I moved to Florida. And tell us who Chuck is. Yeah, that's part of the story. So, (laughs) I I moved to Florida in 2014 and um, met Jess very end of 2015, I guess. Yeah. Um, But basically, when I, I moved in with her, you know, six months after that, when I'm moving my stuff, I remember that I had kind of the one childhood, I don't know, toy doesn't seem like the right word, stuffed animal. Um, in a he doesn't can- want to call it a toy. He doesn't want to call it a toy. I couldn't remember what his name was because I had 
Like uh, like a screenplay just came to my head. Like seriously, like there's gonna be a rom com written about this at some point. So tell us about I. <laughs> but I was like, would the story be about Chuck or would it be about that? And um, so sending a candle out to somebody. Um, which which scent would you send, and to whom and why? Just for the record, so I've bought two candles so far, and the Forgotten is just amazing. <laughs> it's kind of scary too. Um, but it was, it was cool. I didn't go 
<laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, um, I mean, we could, I feel like there's so many stories that, that are, that help just demonstrates everybody what Grumpshine is and who you guys are, most importantly. Um, and we want to talk more, but we want to be mindful of everyone's time. And, um, you know, we'll definitely, you guys are welcome back anytime that you want. Um, we'll definitely have more microphones. Uh, we'll also probably also have a tablecloth just in case. Uh, this, yeah, a little bit of spillage uh, earlier on. But, uh, you know, we like to wrap up the episode kind of with um, our takeaways and also um, Jeff likes to wrap this thing up in a bow that we call Jeff's Joint because in, in his heart, in his heart, Jeff is a musician, um, played in bands growing up, won competitions. Um, he would have been out there not so long ago had it not been for um you know his foot right now but he ties all this up he doesn't it's not planned but as as he's listening he tries to find the right song to play that kind of just marries this entire conversation so but i'd love to hear um your takeaways or one thing that you would leave people with after this conversation
So I'm a big mush, uh, and I'm very open, as Yeye knows, and anybody who listens to the podcast. And, you know, in the days that we're living in right now and the time in the world right now with so many negative things going on and, and bad people doing bad things, it is uplifting and and uh you know i almost feel like my spirit and my soul has lifted up just talking to you guys you know like as everybody's listening to this you two are just so calm and easy to talk to and just you know it's soothing soothing, yeah (laughs) for real for real um you know and it's just really really nice to see good people doing good things and you have this great product that you're so passionate about and you know it's just times like this in this little hour and a half that we've been talking it it you know it's inspired me and uh moved me so i just want to thank you guys for being here with us and sharing yeah i mean I echo those sentiments, and I would also say that I feel the two of you could be doing anything together, right? And I love how you broke down the power of the partnership and having somebody there to, to bounce ideas off, to listen, to, to collaborate with, to challenge. Um, like, when you spoke about the power of the partnership, I was just, 
wrapped up in that. And I, then I was just like, yo, these two could be doing anything together because of, of just what they create when they're together. So, I mean, I love how you, how you broke that down, man. And um, I, I started to turn into a mush, too. I was like, damn, I'm about, I'm about to tear up. I, I need to find my partner. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Get your paws off of me. Um, but we, we greatly appreciate you guys being on. And um, I've learned a lot. And uh, I know that there's so much more that you guys will do when you want to do it, you know? Um, you know, you take it a day at a time and you do it when you feel it's right to do it, you know? Um, there's no, I would love that there's no rush, right? Um, and I think that speaks to what Jeff said about the calmness, like there's no rush. Obviously, you wanna produce great products and put them out when people order them and stuff like that, but like there's no rush to like grow the business and get into these markets and all of that stuff. Um, and I just say, like continue to be that way like like you said doing it does it like just keep doing it and then it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger and next thing you know you guys will be hiring 10 people to make your candles and all that stuff hopefully it won't be like in the room in your place but it'll be <laughs> but <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely brother this is your podcast Yeah, so probably not in the house. No, I mean, I mean, I get, yeah, I mean, I get that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Man, I I knew that's where you were going, bro. I I knew it that that's where you're going, like, cause it, it is that calling, and it's like, okay, I'm out, and and you, as you're out and about, you're traveling and everything, you're in those moments, but there's little things that are happening that are giving you inspiration to take back to that passion that you have, and so even though you step away, you bring that stuff back with you, and it like it inspires you again to do better and to create more and to create great products. Man, I, I knew you going that, baby. I was right there with you. I was right there with you. So, ladies and gentlemen, we come to that point in the episode where Big Jeff, I, I did kind of overemphasize the big that time. Am I? I feel like we've had this conversation before. I know. Is it Jeff's joint or is it Beast Mode Moment? Is it Beast Mode Moment? Okay. We're having a moment here, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to that time in the show for Yay Yay's Beast Mode Moment. As always, brought to you by Team Grasshopper. 95% of the time brought to you by Team Grasshopper. Uh, but this time it is brought to you by Team Grasshopper. And it, I think it speaks to 
something John said earlier um, about sitting here with us and going through this conversation and giving him the opportunity to reflect on and on the wins that they had and how they started and thinking about those moments. So the Beast Mode moment today goes like this. Um, subtle reminders of the good times, bad times, challenging times, and fun times can activate us toward continued growth. So that helps us think about what the catalyst for transformation is. And I mean, I can't, I can't put it any more eloquently than John did, um, so I'll leave it there. But it is kind of looking back, reflecting on all of those things that got you to this moment, um, and then learning the lessons from them, saying, how can I get better? But also being like, damn, I'm in a great spot because you remember when we were burning, can burning candle wax in the car because of the hot sun, <laughs> or you remember when we did this and did that. Um, you can look back and laugh at those things or say, look how much better we've gotten. So now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Big Jeff to wrap this up in a nice bow in a segment we love to call Jeff's Joint. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and make you want me. Now that I escape, sleep, walk away. Those who go late know the world they kick. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break. When they meet their 400 pound mate, if I can Jeff, tell us about it. Why'd you pick that song and who was it? That was the amazing Fugees with the song Ready or Not. And I went with that because if you look on www.grumpshine.com on the About Us section, it says that John is a fan of rap. So I kind of threw that out there, but the overall of why I play that is because here it is, you have these two beautiful people who are doing an amazing thing with the creation that they have gotten together, in turn helping others, and they are and will be taking this candle game by storm. So ready or not, here I come, baby. Very good, very good. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Beauty and the Beast Mode Podcast for Jesse and John. This is Yay Yay Martinez. I'm Big Jeff. Till next time, peace. See ya.